Hi friends, welcome back to the Creating Eden podcast. I am your host, Eden. Um, So today I am going to continue sharing um, from questions and prompts that, um, yeah, you have all sent me on Instagram. Uh, This one is someone who asked me to share my experience um, leaving my old self behind to start entering into motherhood. And uh, this is such a beautiful topic of conversation. And um, it's that maiden to mother transition, that rites of passage. Um, And I think I'm going to probably do a couple of different episodes on this in different stages of my pregnancy. So this is my first one. I am currently 13 and a half weeks pregnant. Um, So I'm still not quite at the very beginning stages. I'm into the second trimester, but um, still early, early on. Um, So yeah, I'm going to dive in. I, when I first found out I was pregnant, there was a little bit of fear, but it was very much overpowered by the joy and the excitement. Um, I had created the story that I didn't even realize that I had created, um, but motherhood was for other people, not for me. And of course, that is not necessarily true. It doesn't have to be true. I can make it true if I want it to be true, but it doesn't have to be true. And um, yeah, so I was just so shocked at first that I was like, wow, I get to experience this and um, talking to my mom, talking to my sister, being so excited. Like um, I felt this kind of feeling of, oh yes, I get to enter the club. (laughs) I get to enter the club of moms um, because yeah, I've witnessed a lot of people, you know, get pregnant and have their babies. um, And it's never, it's not yet until now been my turn, right? So yeah, I was just really excited about, oh, I get to, I get to be a part of the club. I get to be a part of the mom team. Um, And I was really excited about that. And um, my partner's experience was the opposite of mine. I'm not going to share too much on his experience. He can share it if he wants to, whenever I have him on this podcast, but he was the opposite. He was feeling his fears quite immediately. Um, and for me, it took a couple of weeks to have the, the news kind of settle and kind of, yeah, just be really like accepted or really accepting of the fact that I was pregnant and, or that I am pregnant. And, um, yeah, it took a few weeks for me to actually for it to sink in like oh my goodness i'm i'm going to have a baby i'm growing a human inside of me and with that comes the death of who i am um in my maiden and the death of the ideas that i had of what my life was going to look like this this next year really just this next summer i don't really plan <laughs> I don't really plan my life in advance. I I like to see how I feel on the day, <laughs> but I do like to have um, 
like a, even if it's a very rough visualization of what I would like to experience. And so at the time, I think it was March, um, end of March was when I found out I was pregnant. And, um, yeah, so I was just starting to, we were just starting to talk about what our summer was going to look like, the things that we wanted to do. And, um, I, I'm currently a part of this dance crew that, uh, we are putting, you know, different dance numbers together and performing at different festivals, um, and things like that. And, uh, the the summer that I had planned <laughs> was just like lots of festivals, very free flowing. Um, I even was like starting to toy with the ideas of creating some like weekend long retreats, offering some weekend retreats with yoga and intuitive movement and conversations on emotions and how they're connected with the body. And, you know, these are these are still ideas that I'm not throwing them away. Um, just because I am moving through this transition doesn't mean that these, these things will never happen, but my priorities are going to, are going to switch. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be going to, and like some people, for some people, this will feel aligned for them in their pregnancies to go to big music festivals and be dancing all night. Um, and for me, (laughs) when I found out I was pregnant, I was like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) I don't want to be, um, however many weeks pregnant, like 20 something weeks pregnant at, I don't know how many weeks I'm just guessing, but at, um, Shambhala in a hot ass tent with like blaring music, not getting a good sleep, surrounded by a lot of people who are, you know, using substances and there's no, there's no judgment. You know, I, I would be one of those people as well. Would I not be pregnant? But, um, just not really the, (laughs) the situation that I want to be in. I I immediately felt, it, it was really interesting. There was this like, this sense of, oh man, my summer is going to look so different than I thought it was going to look, than I thought I wanted it to look. And there was also a sense of relief of, I get to find things that feel more in alignment now. Um, so at first, yeah, there was that like disappointment, that let down. Um, but there was, there's still like, there's so many layers <laughs> to this that I'm constantly, um, uncovering and yeah um the next thing like I was watching some of my close friends here I was watching them just live their lives and share um their lives on Instagram and social media and um you know there there's so many possibilities that are opening up for them that I'm so excited for them but Um, it brought up within me, witnessing that brought up within me, like, oh, is my life over now? Because the narrative that I have heard that I'm sure so many people have heard as well is like, motherhood is the end of your, like, uh, what word am I looking for? Hmm. It's just like the end of your identity 
You know, you are no longer yourself. You are just mom. Um, and you have to give up all of the things that you once loved so that you can serve your children. And, um, and it's hard and it sucks and there's not enough people to help you and you're pretty much doing it on your own. Like I've heard all of these things. So I was thinking like, is my life over? Is, is my life over? Is this going to suck? Like, am I going to hate this? Um, and then I was questioning, like, did I do enough? Did I travel enough? Did I party enough? Like, I definitely partied enough. <laughs> partied enough for multiple people. But um, but just, like, even questioning these things, like, did I, did I do enough things? Did I go to en- enough music festivals? Did I... Did I explore enough? Did I feel enough? Did I connect with enough people? Like just questioning really, did I do enough so that I can walk into this chapter of my life, this next phase of my life with the confidence and the knowing that I did everything that I wanted to do. I achieved everything that I wanted to achieve before stepping into this role. And um, there's something that is coming up for me now as I'm sharing this and like, what is enough? like how many mountains would I have had to climb and you know camp at the top of in order for that to feel like enough how many music festivals where I go and I partake in some mushrooms and things like that and dance all night and get no sleep and feel like shit in the morning like how many music festivals are enough how many times traveling like is enough you know I spent two years of my life on a boat traveling to all of these different places um, hardly ever on solid ground like is that not enough so it's really interesting to to unpack that as well in real time like what is enough and when it comes down to it um, I think that it's it's really just the loss of what I thought my life was going to look like, which, which is the death, right? It is the death of the maiden. And, um, you know, I've, I've had this conversation and some people have, um, expressed like a discomfort with using the word death or, uh, especially when it comes to like the personification of the maiden. Um, but I think that I honor death. I want to continue to honor death with respect and reverence and um, not be afraid, not be afraid of death and not be afraid of not only just the word or the conversation around death, but um, the energy of it, right? It's something that's being laid to rest so that something new can be born, something new can come into existence, into fruition and I cannot be both my free flowing, no cares in the world, no like hefty responsibilities, just living one day at a time, only worrying about myself, maiden, as well as my mother archetype, um, where I am putting this little being's needs um, in line with mine. And most of the, the most of the time before mine and making sure that this being is alive and taken care of and loved and nurtured um, and also doing that for myself and that changes the energy of 
the maiden. We need to be in a different, a completely different energy to devote our energy to raising a little human. Um, so, yeah. <sighs> I just suddenly became aware of how quiet it is in my house. <laughs> and it's, um, it's so quiet, it's distracting. But, yeah, I think it's okay for the old parts of us to die. And I also think it's okay to grieve. Actually, I think it's more than okay. I think it's necessary and I think it's healthy to grieve the parts of us that are um, no longer going to be walking the path with us. The parts of us that need to die in order for us to become the mother. Um, and that's scary. That's scary. But with anything... Like, releasing any pattern, any wound, any sort of identity, um, there is a death, you know? And it, it is hard, and it is scary, and um, for me, right now, there's this fear of the unknown. I don't know if I'm going to like motherhood. I don't know how I'm going to feel. At this point, like, I don't even know. I trust, <laughs> but I don't even know how much I'm going to love my baby, you know? Um, so it's a really like interesting the space that I'm at I'll bring it back to um my experience the space that I'm at right now is this liminal in, in between space where I'm not yet um and I kind of touched on this in my in episode three I think it is um imposter syndrome in early pregnancy um but being in this weird liminal in between space where I'm not fully a maiden anymore but I'm not yet a mother and it's really interesting to hear other people's um, perspectives on this. Because uh, even, yeah, on Mother's Day, some people were saying Happy Mother's Day to me. And I was like, I was squirming. I felt so uncomfortable. I was like, please don't say that. <laughs> I don't feel, I don't feel like I'm a mother yet. Like, I, I don't belong in that category yet. Um, because I'm, I, like, it depends, I guess. It depends on how, on what people classify the mother as. But I haven't given birth yet um, and I don't have my baby in my arms I'm just nurturing my body and this baby that I can't see that I can't really feel yet um, that I'm just kind of trusting is there <laughs> so it's a really really strange in-between place of who am I if I'm not maiden Eden and I'm not mother Eden then who am I um, and the visual that I get, this like rites of passage, I see it as, um, you know, the old version of me has walked into the center of a fire. And the current version of me is standing in that fire. And I know that I'm no longer the person that walked into the fire. But I'm not yet the person who's going to walk out. So it's a really interesting like place to just know that I, I, I am both and I am neither at the same time. <laughs> it sounds crazy. <laughs> but I love it. I love it. I am both mother and maiden and I am neither at the same time. I am in, in the transition, the step. I'm like 
a slow motion step to cross the threshold and like I feel like my foot is full my one foot is fully off the ground and it's like so slowly stepping forward through the doorway but it's not quite there yet you know um so yeah and I don't know how I'm gonna feel once my belly is big you know come like September when I'm I don't know 20 something weeks pregnant um, and my belly is starting to get really big and it's very I'm rubbing my belly as I'm saying this um, and it's very noticeable like people can walk up to me on the street and like see that I'm pregnant like right now nobody would know unless you know you know <laughs> um, so yeah that's why like I'm thinking I'll probably touch on this again in September there's also a lot of life changes that will be happening for me in September where I'm not going to be wor working as much. Um, hopefully, my my goal hopefully is to be working um, just on, you know, sharing my offerings and anything that's, that's lighting me up. Um, we'll also be moving in September, which is going to be really beautiful, but I'm also like trying to start visualizing my... Um, my labor and my birth and it's hard because I don't know the space that I'm going to be in and for me that's really powerful and really helpful when it comes to visualization like I I just keep visualizing myself having this baby in the living room that <laughs> of the house that we live in right now and that's not going to happen because I'll be having this baby in December um and we won't be in this space we move out on September 1st so yeah really really interesting but I think that once we move into our new space and once I have my belly and I'm hopefully feeling and also like I'm open to feeling however I'm gonna feel but um, I hope that I get to feel more pregnant and more like closer closer to embodying that mother archetype um, but again, like maybe I'll be one of those people who I, I don't feel like a mom until my baby's in my arms, you know, who knows, who knows? I'm open to the possibilities and I'm open to whatever experience, um, as yeah, all the experiences as they arise, as they come. Um, but yeah, this, this stage of the transition is strange <laughs> and it's weird um, and I'm finding that it comes in waves like anything it comes in waves where I'll you know my mom has gotten um, some really really beautiful baby clothes um, and I'll be you know sitting and looking at them and holding them up against me and um, just imagining that a little baby is going to be wearing these clothes and uh, then I'll just be crying like, oh my God, what the heck? I get to experience this. And then like the other day I was crying in Florian's arms. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be a good enough mom. I don't even know how much I want this baby. Do I even want this baby? It's too late now, but like, what the hell? <laughs> um, so it's really, really interesting to witness myself go through those waves and also allow myself to go through those waves um this is something that i really love about myself and the relationship that i have created with my own emotions and my own emotional expression like some people might witness me and be like this 
this bitch is crazy. Um, what is she talking about? One second she said she didn't know if she wanted this baby, and the next se- next second she's crying while she's looking at these teeny tiny newborn baby clothes. Like, make up your mind. And it's like, the beauty of it is I don't have to make up my mind. The beauty of the relationship that I've created with my emotions is that I am allowed to experience each wave fully as it as they come as they arise um, and witness myself in that and really feel what does it feel like to oh (laughs) i'm i can feel my like throat getting blocked before saying this but i'm gonna say it in anyways but what does it feel like and now i know what it feels like to want a miscarriage so that i can be relieved and this is my like maiden who is so scared of dying um in order to become the mother she's so scared um and so there's part of her that wants um this baby to be a miscarriage so that i don't have to do the hard things i don't have to do the scary things i don't have to have the experiences that are going to kill the maiden within me Um, So those parts of me don't have to die and be released so that new parts of me can be born or be called up to the surface. Um, (laughs) I'm just going to take a deep breath after that. Just giving so much love and grace to myself um, in that, in those emotions and in those feelings. Um, And then not quite at the same time (laughs) but and then what does it feel like to fully feel and fully experience the joy and the excitement and like the overwhelming bring me to tears drop me on my knees and have me like sobbing (laughs) um kind of overwhelming joy and love um and gratitude for the fact that this being is growing inside of me and it, it has chosen me to be its mother. There are so, 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 so many women walking this earth that are, you know, that really desire to get pregnant and have a baby. And this baby wants me. This baby chose me. This is what I believe anyways. And you might believe something different and know that that is okay and that is valid. But I believe this baby chose me. And um, like how fucking amazing is that? You know, so by allowing myself to fully experience the totality of each emotion as they arise, firstly, I get to experience it all. And that for me is what life is all about. That's what feeling alive is, is fully feeling whatever it is I'm experiencing, whether it is, you know, um, pleasurable, painful, or uncomfortable, um, or neutral, but allowing myself to experience it fully. <sighs> and another, uh, another point that I wanted to make in that is, um, I also don't get the emotions stuck. You know, uh, they don't get stuck inside my body, and I'm not carrying them. Um, and I think that that's really beautiful and that's also something that can be applied to 
all of the areas of life, all of the emotions of life, is when we allow ourselves to fully feel them, we just become the channel. Our bodies are the channels for this energy to move through us. And that's what emotions are. They are moving energy, energy in motion. And um, yeah, we just, we become that channel. We become, I'm trying to think of like a, a visual that I can give. Like the waves is good. The waves is good. Um, like we are the water, we aren't the waves, the individual waves. Um, I don't know. I don't like that. <laughs> it's not it's not hitting as hard as I wanted it to. <laughs> but yeah, so that's something that's really powerful that's helping me through this process is also like allowing myself to feel it all now so that I don't have this baby and all of a sudden I'm like, what the hell? My life is so different and um, I'm still struggling. Like I'm sure, I'm sure <laughs> that there is going to be so much that comes up once I give birth in postpartum. In life, really, in life, things come up all of the time, you know, and if, if we allow them, if we are open to feeling them, if we are open to experiencing them, things will come up all the time. But also with that openness, things stay for a much smaller amount of time. And this is just my experience. Other people might have a different experience, but this is my experience where, um, you know, there's things that I have done in the past that instead of allowing myself to fully feel the whatever emotion I was feeling from it, I would try to escape. I would try to numb. I would try to run away. And then I was just carrying that emotion with me and I carried it all the way until I was ready to feel it. These things don't go away. They don't disappear. They get stored inside of our bodies. And I'll, I'll share a podcast, like a separate podcast on this because I can go very much into detail with that. Um, but they get stored in our bodies until we are willing to sit with them, to look at them, to feel them, to allow that energy to be moved up and out of our bodies. Or if we continue to neglect them and we continue to push them down and we continue to numb and escape and avoid, they're going to try to come out in a different way. And most of the time that is with disease. So chronic illnesses, disease, um, yeah. And uh, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that. I'd much rather cry for 15 minutes and be sad for an hour afterwards. Um, and sometimes I'm not even, like sometimes uh, I have my cry and then I'm good. And then I don't feel it in the same way again, you know? So that's that's something that's really supporting me through this practice or this practice <laughs> through this um transition through in in this liminal space in the midst of this transition where <laughs> i just imagine like my arm is slowly burning off <laughs> as i'm standing in the fire of transformation um but that's what it feels like um yeah so that's a practice that's really helping me is to feel it um, as it arises. And don't get me wrong, like that that's still scary. That's still hard, there's still resistance. Um, and I am by no means like a master at this and perfect at this. Um, what I am is willing. 
I'm willing to feel. Um, and it feels a lot easier now. Like I have been in this practice of feeling my feelings as they arise and feeling my backlog of feelings uh, for the last couple of years now, the last few years actually. Oh, I need to sneeze. Okay, <laughs> I'm back. I sneezed. Um, I did not want to blow your eardrums by my loud sneeze. So, um, <laughs> uh, where was I? Backlog of my emotions, feeling them for the last few years. Um, yeah, so it's gotten a lot easier than it used to be. I used to have so much more resistance and I think I shared this in um, another podcast that I've already shared. I think it's in episode two, but um, where the first time I allowed myself, I fully opened myself up to and fully surrendered to the fullness of my emotions. Um, and for me, that was that was grief. That was when I was leaving. That was when I decided 100% that I was leaving my partner at the time. Um, and I remember just this, this golden like tube that like ran up my spine. It was kind of just like my spine. Um, or it was for me what I felt was the, my energy centers all connected, but everything contracted until all that was left was that, um, golden like pillar. And I just felt that contraction so deeply and allowed myself to feel it as I was like sobbing and sobbing and sobbing. Um, and like kind of shaking and convulsing and then once I felt that I stopped and I was just like oh oh that's it that's all oh okay I can do this I can do this um and uh yeah for me now with three years of that consistent practice oh it feels easy and that pain I'm, I'm doing air quotations I'm gonna say discomfort that discomfort and that resistance to feeling my emotions deep that deeply and fully um, it's kind of pleasurable now like when I am not feeling deeply when I am operating from a very surface level and I see other people cry I'm like fuck I want to cry <laughs> I want to feel like that Oh, I want to feel because it's that feeling of being alive and when I'm in a neutral state it doesn't feel I don't feel as alive and I am very much still <laughs> alive but I would much rather be feeling either the depth of that like grief or shame or guilt or even fear and then of course like the joy, the love, the bliss, um, than not feeling anything at all. Um, and I think that like what I struggle with now, which is like also part of my <laughs> fear in this transition into motherhood, what I struggle with now is physical discomfort. And uh, obviously, <laughs> well, you know, actually some people, um, they don't have painful or very uncomfortable births um, some people have like orgasmic births and really blissful births and really easy and they would label it painless births um, and my projection 
is that um, they are they are already great at sitting in physical discomfort and the way that I see that is like people who love hiking you know I wouldn't say I love hiking I love once I've gotten to the top and I love being in nature but I fucking hate it when I'm charging up that hill up that mountain and I'm sweating and my legs hurt and I can't breathe like I don't enjoy that I hate that and I actually kind of avoid that sensation you know Um, I also think about like people who are runners and they run for so long and then they get to that point where it's like that runner's high which I I have never experienced in my entire life (laughs) Um, but it's this runner's high where they're just like so blissed out Um, if they were fully like feeling and this again take this with a grain of salt but my projection is like if they were fully like zoning in on the parts of their bodies that were experiencing the discomfort um I don't know like some people that's that's easy for them right just like crying is easy for me I love getting to the point where I'm like convulsing on the ground and like heaving and I'm gagging and snot is all over the place and like I don't even know who I am anymore I thrive (laughs) I thrive on that so um yeah for me another another like fear in this transition process is is the actual birth and um what is it going to feel like am i going to be a wimp <laughs> um i think that or the story that i am creating in my mind is that i am going to surprise myself i am going to witness myself experiencing that discomfort um without running from it without escaping without avoiding um and for hopefully not the first time like i i will share after i finish this thought um but witnessing myself in that discomfort and then having that moment where i'm just like wow i did that if i can do that i can do anything like no mountain is going to be as hard as what i just did no cold water (laughs) is going to feel as uncomfortable as what I just did. So if I, like, I just did what I did, I can, I can do anything. Um, so yeah, my exercises, (laughs) because I have found like a lot of people have shared how they're so emotional in their pregnancy and I haven't been. I've been the opposite. I have been less emotional than my normal day-to-day self. Um, And part of that was with how sick I felt in the first trimester, with how nauseous I was and how, like, yeah, that was hard. It was really hard. But there, like, I was focusing more on the physical discomfort, right? Um, And that's hard for me. Um, So my, my intention throughout this pregnancy, which I have been slowly doing, um, is to do things that feel physically uncomfortable so that when I give birth, it's not the first time (laughs) that I'm surrendering to that discomfort in my physical body. Um, So for me, what I'm doing first and foremost is meditating. And I've actually, like, I go through uh, phases in my relationship with meditation. where sometimes I'm like, I don't meditate for months and it's the last thing that I want to do. Um, 
but I was feeling so much resistance towards meditating because I was like, oh, sitting still for 20 to 30 minutes, even for 10 minutes, even for five minutes. I was like, oh my God, this is, this is hell. (laughs) This is torture. This is so hard. Um, And I had so much resistance. And then I was like, you know, I'm gonna intentionally do the uncomfortable thing. And like, it's not that physically uncomfortable. It's, it's, there's a lot of like mental discomfort there, which I think is also, um, you know, really powerful when it comes to the birth process, being connected to our mind and not, uh, not letting our minds run the show, you know? Anyways, so that was the first thing was like, I have so much resistance towards sitting still because also when I sit still, then I become aware of every single little thing in my body that doesn't feel comfortable. And right now, as like my belly is slowly growing, I can feel things in my like in my abdomen area um, slowly starting to move around and like I can feel that there's less space than there was and it's only going to get like it's there's only going to have less and less and less space you know um so I've been I've been meditating and now I'm like a few weeks into consistent meditations again and it feels so good and like I have been the one that's prompting my partner in the morning I'm like let's meditate this morning um yeah this morning we we were just well I wasn't sleepy (laughs) Florian was sleepy and um I was like wake up (laughs) I have energy wake up hang out with me talk to me and uh he was so sweet um and we like hung out for a little bit and then I was like let's meditate we should meditate and he was like oh can we can we meditate laying down and I was like no we need to sit up. <laughs> if I let you continue laying down, you're going to start snoozing in like two minutes. Um, and uh, so, yeah, normally I'm not the one that prompts him to sit in meditation. Usually it's kind of the other way around um, where he'll either consistently be meditating in his room on his own, doing his own morning practice, um, or he'll invite me into a meditation with him. Um, but it's been me creating that consistency because I have created that consistency within myself so after we finished our meditation I just looked at him and I was like see aren't you glad you meditated (laughs) didn't doesn't it feel so much better than laying in bed and he just looked at me with this like cute little face of like yes (laughs) you're right I know um so anyways that's the first thing that I've been doing the second thing that I've been doing is turning my shower cold um I'm not, I'm not fully ready. (laughs) No, Uh, I'm still feeling a lot of resistance with the cold water. And I don't know, that's like, that's a big one for me. And I've gotten, I've gotten into different, um, kind of like with the meditation, different rhythms where the cold water felt easy uh, because I had done it so much. So um, I'm, I'm like doing that I have successfully done that since I decided okay I'm not going to run away from the physical discomfort I've successfully had a cold shower at the end of my showers and eventually and I'm sure that'll become easier in the summer when it's super hot to just have a full cold shower and like our water our cold water here in our shower is so cold in the winter 
when we would do cold showers it would like freeze because I also don't have any hair for those of you who don't know what I look like um I have a buzz cut and so in the winter that freezing cold water on my bald head oh my god was it would make my head numb and then it felt like I like I would get brain freeze um so our cold water is very very cold which is amazing <laughs> and also sucks um if you are like me <laughs> and the cold water is a challenge but um yeah the other thing that we did the other day was we went for um a barefoot like mini hike slash walk um and we walked and it was like it was in the really really beautiful forest with this really beautiful river rushing through and like oh oh it was amazing we went back either the next day or the day after um but it was like the the forest floor it's got like all of these rocks and all of these roots and all of the pine cones and the pine needles and um there's no like flat soft surface unless we found like a patch of moss you know um and we did like an hour and a half barefoot walk and like by the end oh we had to walk on some gravel to get back to the car my feet were so like tender um and they got so dirty there's still that was like quite a few days ago that was probably that was last weekend and it's Thursday on the day that I'm recording this um but my feet are still a little bit dirty from like the sap the sap just sticks on there and there's not really much you can do to get it off unless you want to sit and pick your feet for hours which I don't um but yeah the whole time that I was feeling like uh oh this sucks this hurts blah 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 like I wish I had my shoes why did I leave my shoes in the car um, I just kept saying like, this is really great <laughs> labor prep, experience the discomfort, feel it, be there. Um, and like, I made it, <laughs> I survived. My feet are fine. They're probably stronger now than they were before, you know? Um, so yeah, another way that I would normally experience that discomfort is by doing different like workouts, but I don't, I don't feel called. <laughs> I don't feel called and not in an avoidant kind of way. Um, but just, I want to be like softer and more gentle on my body, not kick my body's ass and be like dying at the end of a workout when I'm like in the middle of growing a baby. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's unnecessary. So I'm just going to continue with my yoga practice and dance classes. I think that's enough and going for walks. Um, that's enough movement for me in this season of my life. But yeah, so if you have any ideas of more ways to sit in physical discomfort without like purposely inflicting pain, because um, that's, I'm not into that, but um, let me know. <laughs> let me know. Um, I'm sure I'll do a few hikes throughout the summer. Not crazy once like I did last year where I was like so angry at the last 30 minutes I was stomping up the mountain um but just like little shorter ones you know be a little bit kinder and more gentle on my body and like also you know this is just for me this is just me maybe you're one of those people who like works out your entire pregnancy and that's what feels good for you like fuck yeah you do you do your thing um just doesn't feel I don't feel called to do that um but yeah so that's another way that I'm supporting myself in this 
transition. I feel like there's a lot of side stories in this episode, um, but I'm here for it. I love, like, I love it when I when I'm listening to people share and they're like, oh. Let me tell you, in order for you to understand this next part, I gotta tell you this part. I'm like, yeah, tell me all the stories. Tell me all of them. Go on all the tangents. Like, just holding space for the, 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 the feminine, you know, that's just like going off, talking in circles. I love it. I love it. And then I feel like I kind of did that in this podcast. But um, yeah. Yeah, I am in this present moment as I am recording this podcast. (sighs) Feeling pretty neutral. (laughs) I'm feeling pretty neutral in terms of where where I'm at. Um, I think talking this out has actually been really helpful and supportive um, in, yeah, just me feeling feeling good (laughs) feeling not really not really feeling much but just uh yeah kind of understanding where I'm at a little bit more and knowing that that's okay I don't need to be on either end of the spectrum I can be in the middle I can be in this liminal space I can be in this slowly dying process before being reborn um and know that it's okay so yeah for anyone who is experiencing anything similar to me whether you're pregnant or not um and whether you're in because this is like the the pregnancy is pretty much a metaphor for anything new any new versions of us that want to come into existence old parts of us have to die before we can step into the new versions of ourselves Um, so yeah, maybe you resonate with this and not in, in the way of, um, the pregnancy liminal space, but in whatever liminal space you're in, whatever transformational space you're in, um, of letting go, you know, maybe you really want to be in a relationship and you're, um, letting go of these different wounded parts of you of your inner child that are just seeking love and validation and words of affirmation and what whatnot um and it's scary to let those those things go um and you're not quite in that like beautiful relationship that you want to be in but you're preparing yourself for it so whatever whatever your situation is if you resonate with this um you know i just want to offer you um that it's okay it's okay for you to be in the in-between. It's okay for you to be feeling parts of yourself dying and being released and let go um, and not yet know the new form that you are going to take, what you are going to feel. Because when we release something, we make space for the new, right? We make space by releasing um, you know, the part of me that only wants to have to worry about myself. That's, that's why I have a lot of resistance towards getting a pet. <laughs> and I've always said I would rather have a baby before I have a pet. Because a baby, for me, is like, then I'm committed to taking care of something else other than just me. 
or someone else other than just me. Um, and I have so much resistance towards getting a pet. I've had so much resistance towards getting a pet because I haven't wanted that responsibility, you know? Um, and that's that maiden part of me that doesn't want to give up my freedom, quotations, freedom, um, in order to take care of someone else. So anyways, that part of me has to die. <laughs> it has to. <laughs> um, so that I can fully show up as that present, conscious, nurturing mother and take care of my baby. So anyways, um, maybe you're in the space where you're feeling those old parts of you dying and you have no idea <laughs> of the new parts that are going to be birthed from this experience. And that's okay. We don't have to know. Even if it's uncomfortable to sit where we are, invite that discomfort in. Give yourself permission to sit in that discomfort and see what happens. So, I think that is it. I think that is all. Um, yeah. As always, thank you for listening. Um, thank you for receiving, for witnessing. I am so grateful if you made it this far. I'm so grateful that you are here. <laughs> and um, yeah, I will, I will see you in the next episode.